0: Hey, welcome to Morning Manna, I'm Pastor Greg, I'm glad that you've joined me. We uh, are making our way through the book of Psalms, and Psalms are um, such an honest uh, communication of real life, Uh, in many cases David, but there's other writers. But we are currently in Psalm 51, which is um, a psalm of contrition or penitence, Uh, as it is known. There's seven Psalms of penitence. Penitence means um, essentially humility of heart or uh, a brokenness of heart. And it's written upon the occasion of David um, confessing his sin, uh, the sin of adultery with Bathsheba and the subsequent sins to cover up, which arranging the death of Uriah uh, Bathsheba's husband in an effort to cover the sin and you know the the natural way that a person deals with sin is to first cover it up that's the the typical reaction is cover it up Adam and Eve in the garden they sinned and what did they do they they got something to cover their nakedness and their shame, fig leaves in their case and and then cover it up and then move just move on, <laughs> move on in life and you know just put it in the the back of your mind as best you can and uh, and move forward uh, and that's what David tried to do, and for Uh, the better part of a year for sure. Um, He had covered it up and he was trying to move on with his life. So we continue on from last time and and notice how you can't really do that. (laughs) You can't really move on. Verse three, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. So you might think you can you know just forget about it and and move forward, but it it does not let go of you. You did what you did. It's attached to your soul and to your being, and and so something is going to have to get you free. You're not going to get yourself free from that. And for David, it caused um, it, well in Psalm 32, he called it groaning <laughs> all the day long, <laughs> like. His, his energy was sapped. He lost his mojo. It, it, was, a, it was a year of, um, of a lack of joy in life, for sure. But then he says this, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, that's an interesting statement, and people have argued over, you know, what is he saying? Um, you know, I was brought forth in iniquity so I mean it's really one of two things is, is he saying that my parents were in sin they were somehow uh, what they did when when they came together physically which resulted in in my conception that what they did was sin is that what he is saying that's that's one view uh, the other view, which I believe is the correct view, is that it's a theological statement about the nature of the human being. That human beings are, are sinful uh, from conception in the sense that we are all born into Adam, the, the first man, what theologians would call the federal head of humanity. And, and so we are all born In sin, conceived in iniquity in that sense. And then the life that we live reflects that. It's not that it's all bad or it's, you know, um, and, and people do quote good things, but it's ever present with us. This kind of iniquity thing and thinking bad thoughts and and at times saying bad things, doing bad things and so on. It manifests itself in our lives to one degree or another. Even the the attempts that we make to appear good to people is sinful, (laughs) you know, putting on airs or, you know, presenting to people a a certain thing. It's all, we're, we're conceived in that. And, uh, and and th- in a sense, that's who we are until, until we're born again and we move from being in the first Adam to being in the second Adam, Christ. Well, verse six says, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Everyone has a secret heart that is the the depth of our being that is buried inside of us. And that's where God teaches us wisdom is in that deep place in us. And so what he desires, what God desires is transparency to him. So the irony is he knows it already, right? He knows it all everything that's going on in our secret heart. And, um, and so, but he desires us to be transparent, to willingly open all of that up to him. Like that is when a person is, is just pressing into uh, and comporting with reality. Listen, reality doesn't change. It doesn't change with your perceptions or your narratives or whatever. Reality just is, and reality will win. <laughs> um, and so, Christians are people who do the truth. We we conform to the truth, and and it's the truth about ourselves, our uh, our failures, our sins, our actions, our words, and and when we open up our life to God in that way and we confess this struggle or confess this sin or and so on, we find ourselves moving into greater freedom because God then uh, cleanses us from our sin and so on. But this is a tricky thing. You know, I've been pondering this quite a bit. You know, David um, truly uh, confessed his sin and repented and was restored by God. So, why is it that there's other people in the Bible they they confess their sin at least that they sinned. I think of Saul uh, back in first Samuel, oh I think it's fifteen or so, where he was commanded by God to go and to kill the Amalekites and don't keep any animals, don't take the king captive any of that kind of stuff because this is this is retribution for what they did uh, back in the exodus and and so Saul, you know goes and to battle the Amalekites, as the Lord commanded, but saves the animals and spares Agag, the king, and so on. And when confronted by the prophet Samuel, Saul, initially he was making excuses and so on. It's the people, they wanted to do it. But then he says, I have sinned. He admits it. He confesses that he sinned. And yet Saul, it at least it appears to my understanding that he wasn't restored. That his life went on to be full of jealousy and trying to kill the true king of Israel, David, and and then I think of Judas, Judas who uh, sold Jesus, you know, sold out Jesus for thirty pieces of silver. Saw, after he had done that, he saw Jesus being taken away, and the way they were treating him. And it just it shocked him with the realization of, oh my gosh, what have I done? And he was emotional about it, and he said, I have sinned. Well, he confessed that he sinned, but he wasn't restored. He went out and hung himself. So Why? Why why did David what happened there? That David, in his confession, that he would be restored by the Lord and so on. What is the, what is the difference? And so the, the clearest verse that I know that speaks to that issue of you know how two people can confess. There's sin, but only one goes away restored and forgiven. There's one verse that gives, I think, the greatest light. It's found in Second Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10. It says, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. So godly grief and worldly grief. Godly grief produces repentance. And repentance leads to salvation or restoration, we might say. And that's without regret. So it, 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 it frees us from living a life of shame and regret. God, or worldly grief, however, produces death. Now, they're both grief, okay? So they're both uh, somewhat emotional. They're both sad. They're, they're both <clears throat> um, uh, initially regretful. They, they look the same. And so because they look the same, um, but lead to two different results, the only way to know if it's godly grief or worldly grief is time, so how can I know that you're right now you're broken up over your sin, you've admitted it and whatever, and um, you're emotional about it. Uh, how can I know that what you're experiencing is godly grief? The answer is time. What does your life look like going forward? How has your life changed because of the work of God mercifully in your life, forgiving you and restoring you and if it's worldly grief, time will also bear that out as well because you'll go on in depression and rebellion and, uh, and all the rest. It's interesting. Interesting stuff, folks. Um, may the Lord grant you um, a pure heart, a heart that longs for him, that hungers for him, and that uh, cultivates um, Honesty and candor before the Lord. Honesty about your struggles and um, and confession, honest confession of your sin, and it is the key. God gives grace to the humble. God bless you guys.